the Gab Talks by the Independent Press Award. I'm your hostess, Gabby Olzak. Today, we will be speaking with Shelley Fromm, author of Shadow of the Gypsy, a 2023 Independent Press Award Distinguished Favorite in Cross Genre. In addition to numerous works of fiction and nonfiction, Shelley is a professor of dramatic arts emeritus at the University of Connecticut. He's also a former professional actor and has penned more than 25 plays. Shelley is a film columnist for Southern Writers Magazine. He's a frequent contributor of articles, writers' blogs, and websites, both in the U.S. and U.K., and covers all facets of acting and creative writing. His nonfiction books include The Actor's Studio and The Art and Craft of Screenwriting and Playwriting, A Complete Guide to Creating Theater. Shelley's works of fiction include Twilight of the Drifter, Lilac Moon, Tinseltown Riff, Murder Run, The Secluded Village Murders, Miranda and the D-Day Caper, and Moon Games. Shelley joins us from Black Mountain, North Carolina. Congratulations, Shelley, and welcome to The Gab. Okay, I still haven't developed a Southern accent. I'm working on it. I was wondering about that. It doesn't sound like you're from North Carolina. Boy, I bet it's real beautiful down there. Yeah, it is. But I I learned, let's see, I learned three things. One was uh, you're fine, that's fine, and it's all good. It's all good. And you have to hold all for three beats. Otherwise, they know you're not from around here. And and when you go in for lunch, do you order yourself some sweet tea? Yes. (laughs) There you go. There, there, You would not be Southern if you didn't know about sweet tea. it's It's a requisite. Absolutely. Oh, that's so that sounds fantastic. And have you lived there um, long all your life? No, no. uh, Eight years. Eight years. Okay. wow. I want to hear a little bit more about you. You have such an interesting uh, life. Um, First of all, let's get to Shadow of a Gypsy. It's won multiple awards across several genres. It's a dark mystery with a true crime vibe. What's the plot? (laughs) What's the plot? Entice us. Okay. I've been working with this problem psychologically since I was three years old. I was supposed to take my father's place, and I didn't know what they were talking about. So this has been haunting me uh, all this time. And then I finally decided this is some kind of IOU, and I can't do my own life because that would just be a trash wallow. So, so, <laughs> and I... And, and, and it wouldn't come alive, and I would just be self-conscious, and I always like the work to take off by itself, so I'll be surprised, I guess. A play, famous playwright told me that he writes to discover something really significant that he didn't know that he knew, which I think is kind of interesting. So I, I then uh, translated this whole thing, I transcribed it or, or reinvented it, and I started here in, in Black Mountain because, you know, what am I doing here? And then I and then imaginatively, I said, OK, I'm hiding out. And then imaginatively, I thought instead of what this person told me when I was a little kid, I decided that I had an IOU that I didn't really know about or I was trying to forget about. And then then that turned into a nemesis that's out there. And for some reason, I don't, I don't know where these characters go from. They just come out of the blue, and all of a sudden, my nemesis turned out to be Zarko, the Russian gypsy. Right, the gypsy, right? 
and and he is the one that's after me because he's got some some caper he's going to pull up in way back in uh, let's see in in Waterbury, Connecticut. So that's how this whole thing got started. I was just wondering, you know, what what was I doing? <laughs> what was what is this character doing? And I changed my name too because I figured that's what he would do. And does this make any sense? Are you follow? Yeah, you're you're actually answering about five questions in one. So the inspiration. And I wanted to have a love interest, and oh, I wanted him Molly. to get back. And and, and he, yeah, Molly, and he was just hoping against hope that Zarko had disappeared, gone back to Russia or Bucharest or wherever he was from. And then what did he change his name to Josh? He changed his right. name to Josh. So, so the main character is Josh, who is has been on the run for most of his life from this dark figure, Zorko, the gypsy. Right, and and his mother, because his mother was a gypsy, because Josh's real name is Sonny, and he has a gypsy name, so he wanted to erase all of that, and then this is supposed to be a place, the U.S., where you recreate yourself, right? Isn't that what we're... Isn't that what it's supposed to be neat about living in the United States? Absolutely. Immigrants come here every day and reinvent themselves. That's exactly yeah, so. So he thought he would reinvent himself and he would be uh, he would be writing for this newspaper and stuff like that and then go right. back to Mali. And then he just lived this this wonderful, idyllic life. And lo and behold, what happens don't don't Zarko. give it all away, Shelley. We have to. We won't want give people. it away. Okay, then lower the whole. What happens? <laughs> don't tell us what happens. So you were inspired by real life to write this book. Yeah, I, I was. It was. It, I just had this psychic energy, and I didn't know what to do with it all these years, and uh, it just started to come to me. The, the main I can't. I can't explain it any other way. That's, no, that's, that, what that's happened. perfect. That's perfect. The main, the main character, Josh. What is so interesting and unique about him? I think the the fact that he is uh, repressed, mm-hmm. and he's trying to hide everything. And and what's really there? It's like uh, the Hobbit. It's like uh, you know Bilbo Babbins, whatever his name is, doesn't want to go out into the world, and right. And Josh doesn't want to go out in the world, and there is this this strain, this mythic strain, you know, the the hero's journey. And I thought the hero's journey really is to go out there and face something. And Josh has never faced anything. Underneath all this, this became the the mythic hero's journey. Can you follow that? Yeah, absolutely. That was that's the thread that was that that would tie this whole thing together. Right. He had a, he had a nice, it seems, idyllic, quiet life. And then he was really, it seemed, drawn out of that to protect his love interest, Molly, and his mom. Right. Right. Yeah, but uh, he, he didn't really have a, a nice idyllic life. He sort of had a nice fake idyllic right. life. Right. He, he thought he had an idyllic life, but it was all make believe because he really isn't. Yeah. Joking. And he thought this is anyway, he thought this is a great way to great place to hide because it's over almost 900 miles away from where it grew up in uh, in Connecticut in the Litchfield Hills. So Shelley, as we mentioned in your intro, you're a mystery writer, a playwright and and a former actor. So how you you give us a little glimpse into it, but how did your younger years growing up how did that affect who you became? All of these incredible things. I had I had to 
create everything I, I did because I didn't have a father and my mother was never around. So uh, everything I did since I was a little kid was creative and I was always reading comic books. And I started out in Massachusetts and all of a sudden my mother <laughs> ships me and my sister off to Miami. and I'd never been there before. So now I have to create a whole other life. Then I, I, I would start doing things like just being in elementary school was kind of boring. So I said, why, do, why don't we have a newspaper? So I created a newspaper. Then in junior high, I said, why don't we put on plays? I always wanted to create something because it was out of nothing. Can you follow that? Absolutely. That That is what we do. And and some people do it better than others. And, and you're certainly and one. Some of them. people don't do it at all. They, and most some people, people, most people don't. Yeah, most no, people they, don't. No, they just play it safe. They just say, uh, well, I, you know, my daddy done, done this and my grandmother and it would just stay here. And I know there's been another hurricane and tornado, but we'll rebuild. We'll rebuild. I will never leave. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's out there if I if I if I do something else. But but you ventured out there. So why did you choose the mystery genre? Well, because when I was in plays, there was always something going on. And then uh, in a lot of literary works, there, there isn't anything really going on. It sort of develops and it, and it goes off here and it goes there. There really isn't anything at stake. Can you follow that? There's yes. No, the simple word here is drama. Drama. <laughs> That's what gives me an adrenaline rush. That's what gave me an adrenaline rush when I was on stage, that there's something happening, there's something at stake. Or as um, Julie Harris told me, I was interviewing her. Do you, do you remember her? I don't. The actress? Did you ever see East of Eden with James oh, Dean? Oh, East of Eden, yes, of course. That's Julie Harris. And, and the girl, the girl in, in it, the love interest, that's Julie Harris. Got it, Okay. So when I interviewed her, she she said, "Well, if it if it isn't about life and death, I don't want to do it. It's all mm-hmm. got to be a matter of life and death." And I, I just remember all these things. And what what do you enjoy most about mystery writing? The the fact that something's going on, <laughs> and I don't know what's going to happen myself. I because if I if I know what's happening myself, then 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 I've lost it. So I think it was Robert Frost who said, that "If there's no." excitement in the in the writer then there's no excitement in the reader something i'm paraphrasing what he said so well that sounds about right so when you're writing a mystery then shelly so are you telling me then that you you don't know what's going to happen until you're writing it i know i've got a framework because my my late wife used to be a a choreographer and the kind of choreography i I like is when there's just a framework then you have to do an improv in in between and that's how you remember the choreographer paul taylor do you remember him did you ever run into him in new york i did not no well anyway that's how he worked and that's how Daniel Nagrin worked, who I interviewed when I in in New York, and they all worked this way. So if you follow what I'm saying, you yeah. you, you got a framework, so you aren't just babbling and just no, of course, writing of course you're not babbling, there, but, but, but what I mean is, when your process of writing, when you're writing a mystery, of course you have a framework. But as you're as you're going along this process and the characters are developing, uh, I would imagine that uh, a lot of it changes in between the beginning and the end from what you might. Right. Have- I don't know what's going to happen. I, I did 
I did one play, it was based in, it was in New York City, and I was somewhere on the Lower East Side, or somewhere, and then this guy came by, and, and he, well, he had a ripped sweatshirt or something, and he said, hey, I'm Johnny Diamonds. And then this girl appeared about, I don't know, about 11 years old, and she says, and I'm Angie. I hang out with Johnny. I've known him since I was a bump. And all of a sudden, Angie, became, oh, then in my imagination, she said, and you need me for this this book you're writing, this mystery, because without me, this character who knows from nothing <laughs> is gonna is gonna get through this. So you need me in this book. And then, she, <laughs> so there she was, and uh, and she stayed, and she's still there. Wow. So, so you have definitely be, been inspired by people and things along the way. Have you ever gone on any literary pilgrimages that inspired you to write any of your books, Shelley? Yeah, because the place is very important to me. Because I, I, I went to um, Mississippi once, so friends invited us. And, and out of that place, out of Mississippi, this novel started to appear. And, and I remember I, I was... And I and it's called Twilight of the Drifter. And then uh, and I, I remember going somewhere in the Delta. And I was doing research, and I, I don't know. I ran into this lady somewhere. I don't know. It was in the in the cotton by a cotton mill or something. And I said, uh, I'm doing research on the Civil War, and she said, You mean the War of Yankee Aggression, don't you? The War of Yankee Aggression. I said, Yes, ma'am. The sun just fried my brain. I don't know what happened to me. That's exactly what I meant to say. <laughs> so that influenced th this book. Wow. Things that I, you know, things that I discovered, things that happened, stuff like that. So it, so the place is very important to me because because it it becomes another character, and I have to know the place. And if I don't know the place, then I, I'm stuck. What What's the your favorite mystery that you've written? I don't have a favorite. I, 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 oh, come on. Everyone has a favorite, even though we don't admit it. You can tell us, Shelly. The favorite is the one I'm working on right now. Ah, okay. Spoken like a true writer. That's what, a, what a great lead. <laughs> that, that's Yeah, that is a great lead. And so I'll bite. What are you working on now, Shelly? Okay, so I, I call it Fast Times Big City. Ooh. And I wanted to go back to New York because I was lost and I and I'd never been there for for Miami and I and everything. That's when I ran into Joan Rivers and all of these characters. I didn't know what in the world was going on, and I thought it'd be. And somehow, in the back of my mind, I wanted to recreate it and to be older and to be sharper and really have something to say, so it isn't just this starving actor, you know, banging into stuff and bopping into stuff. And, and it, because if you ask me then, you know, how did it go? I wouldn't know what to tell you as well. I did this and then I did that. And then I, I had a, a walk on in, in a show called Naked City. Then I was in this off-Broadway play. And so it's, you know, it's, and this, and this, and this, and there's mm -hmm. no story. Right. Because you can't have a story with, well, then Gabby got up in the morning and then she had breakfast. Right, there's no excitement. And then she went out, then she saw Ted, and Ted said, I'll see you later. 
Yeah, we're already boring. falling asleep, aren't we? Would, I wouldn't buy that book, Shelley. Tell me about your oh, book. No. So, so this <laughs> this character then was loosely or inspired by you when you were acting in New York City when you left Miami to act in New York City. I was, yeah, I'm inspired, but by the pulse of the place. The, the New York that I knew was gone. Yeah, I mean, you can't afford to live in a, in a cold water flat. Uh, in Greenwich Village right now, you can't afford to be a starving actor. No, you can't. Uh, you, you can't. You can't. You can't even say I. I think I'll go to Elaine's at two o'clock in the in the morning and just hang out and see who's there because you might get shot or you might get run over or something will happen. The whole idyllic place is gone, so I wanted to recreate that because it isn't there anymore. That sounds like an incredible book. So obviously, it's a it's a mystery. Yeah, it, it's a mystery, and it's all it's also a love story. And it, it it was a place where you used to go to find yourself, and it was a place where writers hung out at, in in uh, Greenwich Village, and Norman Mailer was hanging around, and there were all these characters, and there's all this creativity going along. It was like a it was sort of like a little village. That's what it was like. Yeah, a little writers in, in, in the late fifties. A little haven. Wow, that's yeah. a book I would definitely love to read. Now, when it, when is that going to be published? And it won't be published till February because I just signed the contract. Okay, so you're, you're literally in the throes of writing. Go, yeah, I have to go through this whole process of working with editors and stuff like that and maybe changing this. And, and, and there's something called marketing. Oh I yeah, I think it's called real life. <laughs> and yes, you have to market sure. market it and oh golly golly. So you have to go through all that. Wow, that I, I really I'm looking forward to that. I really, really am. So obviously all of your books have been influenced by your your life, your travels, your experiences, and people you've met along the way. Yes, and, and characters that that have come out of my imagination that are influenced by the fact that all my characters are actable. And when I'm writing, they, they come alive and they, they have a certain rhythm and they have things that they're hiding and things that they're repressing. And that just fascinates me. Well, that will lead me into my next question. If you had okay. the opportunity, Shelley, which of your books would you make into a movie? Or a play, you have to have an play. agent, then you have to go through development, and it takes a long time. And we're talking about fantasy and, here. Which which one would you think would make the greatest screenplay or the greatest play for the masses to see? I think Shadow of the Gypsy would make a great movie. Well, what else? You got all these di- you got all these different characters, and you got uh, Tony from uh, Waterbury. And the water- and the, the docks, and you got uh, Zarko and his his buddy from Budapest, and and you got this nice guy by the name of Josh, who just seems like Tom Hanks, and you've got this combination of settings. You go from here to there to there to there, so I think that would be kind of neat, but that would just be a dream. 
a dream. Yeah, we're talking well, well, about dreams. Just ask, just ask Ted to produce it, and we'll be all set. <laughs> he hasn't gotten into that genre yet, but you know, you never know. <laughs> so, Shelley, who's your favorite mystery author? Because you know, writers read. So, who, who do you enjoy? And did you borrow or learn anything from them? I mean, that, that's a funny question. I mean, I sort of read mysteries here and there, but I, I don't want to upset you. But <laughs> I haven't read anybody that's as that's as lively as, as, as I am. So I, I was influenced by Ernest Hemingway and people oh. like that. Okay, that he's one of my favorite authors, so I, I get that. So okay, you don't. I didn't say you have to read mysteries, but so so was Hemingway an influence in your writing, your writing style? Yeah, well, I, you know, I I just love the sort of like zingers. He he would say yeah. things like, "That which is true at first light will turn into a lie by high noon." Mm. Dum dum dum. I mean, that, and uh, what what is it? Uh, the world breaks everybody, and some are strong in the broken places. It it just cuts through everything for me, anyway. A lot of good. Are there any lines that you're particularly proud of or you like to talk about from your books? Any zingers that you've come up with? Not off the top of my head. I, I'm always surprised when these characters say things and, uh, and I, wow, that was neat. Where did that come from? So I'm not, I mean, I never knew what Zarko was going to say and the, and the way he talks and everything. And, uh, well, that's probably and why it, your books are so appealing is because you didn't plan out or plot out every single thing that was going to happen. So the, your elements of surprise is your surprise, too, not only to the reader, but to you. Which Yeah, because you know, uh, all, all of a sudden, uh, Zarko said to his buddy Vlad, who says something in, in Russian, and he said, in English, Vlad, I even dream in English now, I so I sound... <laughs> like Yankee. <laughs> and that's, you know, that, that just struck me as, wow, that's neat. Because I don't have to translate it. Either he is talking and struggling with English and he's sort of menacing and funny at the same time. Yeah, your characters definitely have depth and they're they're all different and all really interesting. So for new authors out there who might be delving into the uh, mystery genre, what do you think are the most important elements of a good mystery, Shelley? I think it's I think it's called the hook that something happens. It's not just another day. This is not just another day. This is a day there's sort of a there's sort of a, a tenuous imbalance going on and then all of a sudden <laughs> Ted doesn't appear. He's usually there for breakfast time, right? And he isn't mm -hmm. there. The elements <laughs> yeah. of surprise. Yeah, the elements. There's a there's a tension. There's an element of surprise, and it all seems to be self generating. It doesn't seem like it was written. It it isn't. It isn't formulaic. It isn't worked out according to a certain rhythm or something. And it seems to be happening, and I and and you you want to go along with this trip to see what's going to happen because there's something at stake, and then it proliferates, and then things happen, and it's surprising. I don't know it's a simple word, but that's yeah, what happens. It is a simple word, but you know what? It's 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 Captain Obvious. It's make sure there are plenty of surprises. You've had quite an interesting life. What's one of the most important lessons you've learned that you'd like to share with us about your craft, about you're a playwright? Tell us about that. Well, I think 
It's, I think it's important, and those may sound silly, but probably we only go around once, and to try things, to, to explore things, to, to learn things, to keep, to keep open all the time, to uh, keep open to experience, I think is important, rather than finding a niche, than sticking to that. Thank you. That Does that is, make sense? Yes, that's that's uh, fantastic advice. And yeah, that is a lesson to be learned. So Shelly, you shared a lot with us. You're so interesting. You've met a ton of interesting people. What's something that uh, folks would be surprised to know about you? Well, I don't know if it's surprising, but uh, after my wife suddenly passed away, my son dropped his little puppy off and he's with me now. So, so my, my buddy right now, is Baxter, who is Baxter. a golden noodle. I saw a and picture I, of Baxter on your website. He's adorable. So I, I, I don't know. Is this something kind of sweet, something kind of Walt Disney, Walt Disney about my life right now? I, I'm glad to hear it. Me, me, and, me and the doggy, and then I, and I also, I also go to, um, my wife was a Unitarian, and I also attend the Unitarian Church. I'm not a member because I, but I also go to the Unitarian Church. And Garrison Keeler once said that uh, Unitarianism is 20 minutes of unanswerable questions followed by a two-hour coffee break. <laughs> That's the religion. That's really funny, actually. <laughs> That's really funny. I, so I, in a way, there's, there's something homey about me, I guess, which might be surprising. It might be surprising to some people. I mean, they hear you're an actor, a playwright. A mystery writer and uh, homie might not be the first adjective that that comes to right. mind. <laughs> right. So that is indeed a Probably surprise. Not. That is that's the only thing I can think of. <laughs> no, that's that's perfect. So, Shelley, how can uh, folks learn more about you, about all the different books that you've published and written, and purchase your books and learn about your plays? How can they find out? Well, they can find out about me by going by going to Amazon and just putting my name down under books and I also have a I also have a, a website and I have a lady from England who runs my website I mean when I have problems and I have a column and uh, on Facebook so on, on my website it's just shellyfrome.com okay perfect and she and she keeps that going and then I send her pictures of Baxter, and and she sort of hawks things on on uh, on Facebook, and I don't I I can't explain it, but I, I just sort of keep myself out there. That's good. That's lots of social media to do that. Lots of promoting, and like you said, lots of marketing. Okay, so Shadow yeah, of a Gypsy. I'm really lousy at it, but I'm trying. You're, you're doing a great job. Shadow of a Gypsy, great book. And again, uh, remind us the title of the book you're working on so we can keep an eye out for it. Well, that's nice. It's called Fast Times, comma, Big City. Fast Times, Big City. And you said hopefully the pub date will be sometime in February. It'll be at the beginning of February. Okay, so folks have to look out for that. Um, Shelly, it was really a pleasure speaking with you today. Thank you so much for joining the Gab Talks. Great. Well, thanks for being nice. Ah, how can I help it? You're a wonderful man. Thanks. I, I don't know. Ted, Ted said you would be nice. I, I'm always he nice, said. but especially to you, Shelly. It was really a pleasure. Oh, that's great. 
Thank you so much. And um, don't forget to let us know when the book is published. We're looking forward to it. You have a great day. You too. Thanks for calling. No, I Thank called. <laughs> Thanks Thank for answering. So much. Thanks for answering. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. And um, for all our readers out there, this is Gabby Olzak of the Gab Talks. Until we meet again, keep on reading. Thank you.